Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. Everything and um, he's, you know I, I don't want to call him his real name. 
Chaz has come a long way, and his music is... Oh, Majet. Oh. Yeah, it's, I, it's French. I got Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. Growing up in a family of musicians, Marcia Marget, mm-hmm. musical heritage began performing extensively throughout the Midwest with her family. So yeah. everybody in your family is into music. Explain yeah. that. Still, you know, my father was a jazz pianist and a jazz arranger. My mother was a classical pianist and a jazz singer and a drummer. And then I have three other sisters. We sang together uh, uh, four-part harmony jazz arrangements uh, that were written by my father, uh, sort of in the style of the Hilos or uh, Take Six in that style, and we performed all kinds of jazz and religious music too. Cool, cool. Uh, so I'm gonna tell you when I was surfing through Facebook, and I don't know how it happened because you know how you get connected with one person and then you go to the next person, you look down the list and hit another. And I ran into your page, then I went to your site and listened to the music, and I was like, I heard about. I just about ten notes. So I was like, "Hey, I've got to get her on." Oh, the thank I, you. I was, I was, I don't know what I was listening to because I skipped through and I listened. And I was like, "I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it." So, oh, you really thank you. Got a funky, smooth, soulful sound. Has anybody else told you that? I'm sure they have. Well, um, you know, I have a music school here in. Uh, Northern California, and one of the things that we work on with all our students is to try to create an identifiable sound, something that would distinguish each student so that we'd know who they were. If we closed our eyes and listened to them, we'd know who they were. And because of the variety of uh, styles that I grew up with, um, I think that it's just a culmination of all those different influences, gospel, blues, jazz, classical. And I've always uh, strived to have an identifiable sound. But I do think that if you don't study the blues, you ain't got nothing. I tell my students that blues is to jazz as uh, pasta is to... Uh, Italian food. It's always in there. Right, right. Good analogy. You know, and I think that that's very important. Okay. uh, So I get when when you sent me the CD and I seen uh, Maje 
And it was Nije, M-E-J. Right, that's, that's, a, a that's the closest but thing we could it. do. I got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the closest cool. thing we could do to try to, you know, explain to people how to pronounce it, M-E-E hyphen J, M-E-J, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was cool, though, because I've seen a couple of projects you had with the name on it like that. I was like, maybe I should call it that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, uh, well, either way, Marsha, Marsha Majay, whatever, that's good. Um, I want to get these uh, four songs in because okay. we do, like I said, we do an hour show, and I want to get the four in. And, uh, we discussed them right before you came on. Uh, I want to play the long one though. Uh, it's, it's third person. The the one that I heard on the on your discovery CD. Uh, the third song on discovery is "Go for It." Is that the one you mean? Well, it was the. I, was it the I'm third the song first, or the first? The very first song. The first song. Yeah, that song. yeah, that is a song repre- representative of some of the most amazing musicians that I worked with here in the Bay Area who are known as Latin jazz musicians. And uh, I met Wayne Wallace, who's an amazing uh, trombonist and Latin jazz arranger. And uh, he had a group called Wayne Wallace Rhythm and Rhyme, and I joined their group, and then I used a lot of their people to create this cha-cha-cha. That's what that is. And uh, the one of the other pianists on the uh, on this song is uh, Rebecca Monleone, who um, has written several books on Latin jazz and Latin percussion. But all these people are uh, some of my favorite Latin jazz artists in the Bay Area. That's cool. This is Marcia Majay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Now, what what is your? I know you got a favorite genre, right? That you you like to play, or you just love them all the same? A favorite genre? Yeah. Uh, you mean style of music? That's what you mean? Right. Well, right I'm, now I'm I've been sure focusing. I've been focusing on smooth jazz with Chris Davis, who the last three singles that I've done because I've known Chris for thirty years. We go back to the Midwest. We used to play together in different jazz groups, and we played. In, I played with him at Morningstar Baptist Church with the gospel choir. He was the organist, and so we have okay. uh, you know a lot of connections way back when. And uh, I hadn't talked to him in many years, and called him up one day and said, hey, let's try to do these singles. And, you know, he lives on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. So we did most of this just back and forth email, sending tracks back and forth. <laughs> now, I see in your bio it says you was an on-call uh, studio artist. Is that right. Yeah, I do I do a lot of studio work here. Yeah. Um, and all different kinds of music. Um, I've done uh, music for all different kinds of styles here. Um, right. And I, and I also do, I do horn arrangements for people, and I just finished um, producing Jorge Santana's record that will be coming out. Um, I don't know if you know, but he passed away a few weeks ago. Not and good. I helped him uh, produce. I played most of the parts on on this production called Restoration. I play uh, saxophones, flutes, pianos, and all auxiliary instruments on that uh, project. And uh, he passed away two weeks ago, and uh, so we're uh, getting ready to release to that, that soon. Yeah. It was a surprise to all of us, but the association with him was uh, quite amazing and fun, and we wrote several songs together, and that will be released probably in the next month. And that would be on your project or the one that you did for him? Yeah, it's called Jorge Santana Restoration. Okay. And, uh, hey, and make again, sure uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook and let me know when it does come I will, yeah, I will do that. And then, of course, the other thing that's coming up is that Chris and I, Chris Davis and I did a whole CD together that will be released. I'm trying to still determine the time uh, because of the lockdown and everything that's been going on. I'm holding off a little bit longer, so I'm hoping to release that before the end of the year. Um, So I will certainly let you know about that, and that's called iVision. Now, during this lockdown, have you found it? more better to create with the time well i I tell you during the lockdown my life changed only in the sense that you know i i have a full-time non-profit music school here and i was of course Mm -hmm. meeting everybody in my studio so i trans transitioned to teaching all my students online so my life only changed in the sense that um i wasn't able to see those kids but i still feel like um those all the children in the world right now need to have as much support and um because uh, what's going on right now is scary for a lot of kids and it's really important to keep uh, help them to feel good and help them to build good self-concept and um 
a lot of what has happened is because the students are home all the time, I've I've found that many of them practiced more than they did when they were all busy running from school to sports wow. and all that. So it's been it's been a, a really fun process to work with them in that way. The only thing I miss about it is I usually play uh, live with most of my students, and that was the part that was the hardest for me to adjust to. Right, right. You know, I, 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 I love playing with them. And that's how I learned from my teachers is they played music with me. The people that I've learned the most from are the people who played with me and had that interchange, you know, had that exchange of musical communication, you know. Now, on the instruments you do know, uh, did you go through the same process of having a music teacher, like you said? Like yes, my my parents taught me up to a certain period. I I studied uh, started studying um, saxophone and flute um, in my early elementary years, but they had to drive me a hundred miles uh, one way to St. Louis to take lessons for my saxophone and flute. And then later on, I studied at Washington University when I was in high school for my piano studies. So every week we all packed up in the car on Wednesdays and we drove uh, 100 miles one way to take music lessons. Yeah, they were completely devoted and committed to our music study. And and actually, most of my jazz uh, learning was from my father and mother. So all the lessons were uh, more based on classical uh, training. Well, 100 100 miles to get there is dedication, for real. Yeah, I'll tell you. And and they are such beautiful people. And then, you know, I have a daughter and a son, Jameo Brown has several records out. Uh, Jameo Brown Transcendence. Um, he's with Motema Records. He's a drummer and a composer in New York. And, and then I have a daughter who sings gospel music, and she's right here in Northern California. Wow. So the tradition, the tradition continues. Family. Yeah, I see. Yeah. That's good. Uh, the yeah, song I, Dock of the Bay. I guess it's uh, the Otis Redding uh, track. Am I correct? Okay. Dock of the Bay. Uh, Explain it on how you decided you wanted to, you know. Okay, sure. Well, one of the reasons why we released the Dock of the Bay was because we were celebrating the 50th anniversary, which was in 2018, of the song. And I had the opportunity to play with Lester Chambers and Stephen Cropper, who wrote, Stephen Cropper wrote and produced Otis Redding's song, Dock of the Bay. And we played at Yoshi's uh, maybe a year before that. And I was so excited to meet um, Stephen Cropper, especially because he also grew up in Missouri and um, not far from where I grew up. And he was just such an amazing man, and he did so much for music with Stax Records. And then, of course, uh, playing with Lester Chambers of the Chambers Brothers was a dream come true for many years. I've played with him for about six, seven years. And everything he did, I thought, was amazing. Not only is he a great singer, but he also plays incredible harmonica. So we released Dock of the Bay because I love the song. And and Chris said to me, what do you want to do? And I said... Dock of the Bay, and so he just said, Chris Davis said, well, jazz it up, Marsha, just jazz it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's what I call confidence, just jazz it up. 
This is Doc of the Bay. Doc of the Bay. Bay.
You're listening to another TAZ production live and recorded live. I am G. Wright, host of the Heart of Love radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Visit me there, blogtalkradio.com forward slash G. Wright, and then check me out on myspace.com forward slash G. Wright Sing. And then visit my official website at G. Wrightonline.com. Again, you know what? You're listening to another TAZ production, live and recorded live. I love that song. Like I said, I don't listen to those, and you jazzed it up, for real, for real. Oh, you know, when I when I hear that, you know, I, I kind of get these feelings. Like sometimes I'm in the jazz zone, sometimes I'm in the gospel zone, sometimes I'm in the blues zone. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that was... I, I, I loved it too. I was like, oh yeah, I like that. That was that was swinging. So thank you. I, I'm so glad, and I'm so glad I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by these tracks because I like I said I, I didn't listen to but a little bit because I don't want to spoil it for me on the night of the show. So I listened to it now, and man, that thank was you. Bad right there, that was really bad. Uh, I got a question now. When you uh compose or you decide to uh, do a song, is there a process that you go through? It's a great great question. You know, I'm teaching a songwriting class right now to several of my students, but first I want to answer that by saying that teaching songwriting to kids or to anyone is a mysterious process in the sense that songwriting really is a, uh, you're guided by the higher spirit. And I really do think music comes through the higher spirit first. But there are some elements of music writing that I think are important, and um, there's three different ways that I look at it. Then when you write a good melody, the melody should be a dance between predictability and surprise. So in other words, when the listener is listening, the, li- the listener needs to, to be able to follow a path. So the listener is thinking, oh, I knew he was going to do that. And then all of a sudden, there's a surprise, and the listener goes, oh, I didn't know he was going to do that. So it's like this dance hmm. of knowing what the player is going to do and not knowing. And it's it's just that back and forth predictability to surprise that I think is very effective. So sometimes I I will write a good melody without any chords or anything, just with that in mind. Another way that you can write is to write the grooves first, to come up with the grooves and the chord progressions. And in that regard, I look at it as tension and release. There are some chords that are what we call tension chords that create a, a movement, and then we land on other chords. So... Sometimes I will write a song and write the groove and the beat first and then the melody. And then the third way would be um, write a good lyric and then create a melody in the chords behind the good lyric. And all three of those ways can be done or they can be done simultaneously depending on your experience. But these are some of the assignments that I give to the students who want to learn how to write songs. Right. So do most of your students meet the mark on what you're looking for? Pardon? Do most of your students meet the mark on what you're looking for as far as... They're, well, they're, they're in the process. Play? You know, um, 
A lot of them uh, right now are using technology to actually make it easier. For example, they might sing a melody into their phone and then go to the piano and play the chords on the piano. So everybody's at a different stage. And then there are some students who just naturally write, and you you go, how did you do that? And they go, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's just... That's mysterious right there. I don't know. That, that's why it's really, hear. when it gets, yeah, when it gets down to it, it's this higher spirit that's guiding you sometimes, you know? Wow. <laughs> I, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. Because if you're, if you're really, really into it, it's a gift anyway from God, like you said. And yeah. Sometimes I mean, there's just out pe- some way. people who are just gifted, you know? Right, right. Uh, I always wondered, because, you know, I've talked to a lot of jazz artists and musicians, and they tell me just, you know, like you said, I don't know. When they explain it, they'll say, you know, sometimes, Taz, I wake up in the middle of the night, and this melody be playing over and over in my head, and I have to put it down. Exactly. And then I build around it. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I know. It's like that. But I also think there are techniques that can help you to to be better, you know. So I think it's this this kind of right brain sometimes and left brain sometimes. Um, And I think everybody's different in the way that they do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Everybody is different on on different procedures on how to do it. I've, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this show since 2004, and I've talked to over maybe two, maybe even more than that, about 400 folks, and asked the same procedure on, you know, the essence of this question, how do you come up with, you know, your tracks? How do you, what is there a process you go through, or how do you do it, you know? And some people are almost close the way I do mine, but yet very far away and very far different from what I do. So I'm just mm-hmm. amazed at I the love procedure. That on everybody, and I'm always like, wow, I never thought of it that way, you know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the essence, like you said, coming from a higher being. Sometimes yeah, you, I, I, I think yourself, ultimately I that's, that. that's yeah. the real answer, don't you think? Yeah, 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 that's the real, but I still like to hear what other people got, you know, the procedure, sometimes the procedures might be the same, you know, a little bit, and a lot of people do say they have something in their head that they're they need to get out and they're listening right to right them. that's that's really they good too i like that <laughs> yeah I, i've done that too because i've had something in my head and i'm going oh i gotta put this i gotta get it out of my head you know so to I get it out of my head i gotta release it or create it and i'll be like oh, but you know, you know i know i know some people mind. I know some people who are opposite of that. They go sit at the piano and they wait. They just sit there and wait for it to come. And it's not in their head. Really? But they make the commitment wow. to sit there and wait for it to come through. I've never, I'm trying to think out of the many people I've talked to, never heard that one. <laughs> That's, well, it's like I a writer. You know how they say rare. writers. Writers will, uh, if you really want to be a writer, you got to sit and write every day, even even when you don't 
have anything to write, and you try to make the commitment to do that, and then sometimes things will come through. And at first, when it comes through, you think, oh, that's no good, and then you go back three or four days later, and you go, I really like that. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to tell you, I write stories and the process for me of creating, you know, stories, fiction and just writing subject matter, not lyrics. I got to, well, lyrics too. I got to sit there and think about it like maybe a day. You know what I mean? I think it, work it out in my head and go, oh, okay. And that's when I'm ready to put it down. That's yeah. how I do it all the time. I mean, I don't. I don't go in there. I don't know. I, I take that back as far as music is concerned because sometimes you can hear a beat and then the the lyrics will come after the after Exactly, the yeah. It's a very rhythmic yeah, approach. So, so sometimes, I mean, you know, sometimes it's different and, it, and the process is kind of the same but really never the same, you know. Right, There's always exactly. some aspect of it is different, Yeah. Yeah, well, the other thing is that when you write with other people, it's a different experience, too. Oh, yeah. I've done that, too. But that's that's <laughs> easier for me. That's easier to write with other people. It's easier for me. I, for yeah, I hear reason, you. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't well, know why. Because have... we talk about well, the subject a, It sounds to me like you're, you're a team together. player. Like some people are really team players. And when you're a team player, that's the perfect way to do it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I've I've wrote with a few people, but mainly a lot of stuff that I've done with a lot of people. I wrote everything and I did the music too, and I came with it and gave it to them. And they're like, "Wow, how did you know?" And I'm like, "I don't know how I knew, man." But I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I be looking at myself. I don't know. And like the yeah. kid, like the kid that you got to say, like, "I don't know how I did." Exactly, and that's <laughs> such such a true answer. <laughs> the song really is. Paradise Okay, Paradise, let's see Paradise Paradise was one of the songs that I did Where I actually went to Chris Davis' studio in Granby, Connecticut And uh, it, it actually started out one way And ended up another way So it kind of had different periods of evolvement Um and originally, I can't remember what he called it at first, but it ended up being called Paradise, and and it it does. It sounds like Paradise to me. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this is Paradise. That's all though. I can say about Thank you. 
and uh, make sure you get with her because uh, this is a bad lady indeed. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, next, the next uh, project you come out with, make sure you I'll let you know. Back again. Taz, I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. For real. This is cruising.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.